Have I got a story for you. Wandering around a fresh food desert in search of healthy, affordable, and tasty refreshment isn't easy. Especially when there are so many processed, high sugar, easily accessible, overly caloric options appearing everywhere like mirages to the parched desert dwellers, tricking you in your weakened, hangry state to ingest whatever's quick, easy, and satiating. I really thought I was going to nail that. Sorry. Today's guest is setting up shop in food deserts to help weary travelers, or just anyone looking to have a great popsicle, to have better, cleaner, and healthier snack options in four delicious flavors, I may add. But first, a word from today's sponsor, Andre Psyche, our previous guest. AndrePsyche.com is dead, R.I.P. But Andre Psyche, the person, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, sometimes, is alive and thriving. Andre has adopted a minimalistic lifestyle with materialistic things like websites, cars, and his hair. However, his creative libido is still fully stimulated and viewable on most social media platforms. Andre is a freelance creator extraordinaire, someone who makes music, poetry, art, clothing, and lives to make others feel good. Search him up, Andre Psyche, P-S-Y-C-H-E, the next time you're looking to friend or follow someone outside of your social circle. And if you want him to do anything for you, give him a message, send it to him, he'll answer. Speaking of friending and following, please friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and hopefully Twitter, it's getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod. Feeling generous with your time? Have like five seconds to spare? Take a moment right now and push the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever app you're listening to the Getting to Know You pod on. And while you're at it, if you could rate and review the pod, especially if you're listening on Apple, I'd appreciate it. How else can you support the Getting to Know You pod? Thanks for thinking of that. You can go to our Patreon on patreon.com and search getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod, all one word, become a subscriber. Finally, we are looking for sponsors and advertisers. If you or someone you know has a business or brand and would like to expand your market reach, consider partnering with us. We get to know people from all around the world. Podcast is downloaded in over 46 countries at this point and 46 of the states in America. So again, if you or someone you know are looking to get more traffic to your site, more followers on your social, more purchases of your product, more clicks on your whatever, just message us. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know Keon. Keon, who just revealed he has a phonetically challenged name and is doing the (laughs) podcast from his kick-ass Jeep. Keon, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. And it's uh, Q-U-E-O-N for all your listeners. (laughs) Yeah, right. So uh, that's awesome. We were talking. So I'm a teacher and you were a teacher in Boston, you had said, for like 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was a past educator, uh, educational leader, uh, was a uh, headmaster, 
being in the trenches, really uh, making sure that we give back and inspire uh, our youth of the future. There's no better feeling except for payday on Friday. No, I'm just kidding. It's, not, <laughs> it's definitely not for the payday. I know exactly. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I'm curious though. What? How do people jack up your name? Like, what kind of? How did they pronunciate it? Teachers when you were a kid. So you know, obviously the Q U um, throws a lot of uh, the sounding off. Um, we we tend to think Queen, so I get Queen on. I get Queen in. <laughs> Um, so again, it, it, it's, it's letting everybody know, know that QU has a K sound and, um, and, uh, you know, and again, it's a learning process and, 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 and from both being an educator and always being a student, uh, we constantly learn, uh, from every individual from our environment every day. Uh, something is new and as simple as a, a pronunciation of a name is a simple life lesson. Yeah, I've, and I was sharing a little bit before you recording. There's nothing worse when you're meeting a kid and you have that roster and you could go one of two ways on a name. And like the public shaming that you feel you do when you miss, it's it's gut-wrenching. Um, it's one of the worst parts of like, the first day of school is normally so much fun, getting to know the kids, meeting them. There's great energy, yeah. great buzz. And you can jack up a kid's day if you mess up their name. All of a sudden, their boys or their friends are teasing them. And then it's, I don't know, you just feel terrible as a teacher doing it. Been there, done that, get it. <laughs> right? What's the, um? is there any kind of like significance or story behind the name and the spelling of it? Um, yeah. So, um, uh, Keon is, uh, it is um, what do you call it, um, French for uh, firstborn. Okay. Um, so uh, my family ancestry goes from Louisiana all the way up to uh, uh, Halifax um, in Nova Scotia, um, Canada. So uh, you know it has a significance from that 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 standpoint. Gotcha. That's kind of cool. Um, I, I always it love is, like when names have that meaning instead of being like we just thought John sounded nice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It gives yeah. people. My parents are very creative and purposeful in that way. Yeah, man. <laughs> have you ever met another Keon with that kind of spelling? Uh, I have not. Um, I have not um, as of yet. Um, but um, you know, I have met other Keons, but usually it's just the K E O N or K E Y O N uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, I don't know. It has to be because I'm a teacher, but I always love meeting people with names that are spelled in a way I've never seen. It's just something about yeah. it where you, you, you almost take your hats off to the parents or whoever's naming, hopefully it's the parents. And it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah, just exactly. like, yeah, yeah. Right? like, wait a second. Cause I think it gives, it almost instills like a little bit of confidence because you're born right away being different and you just have to deal with the attention of that. And I think it gives kids a little bit of resolve and a little bit of toughness because you can kind of get poked about it as you're growing up. True, and I, I think with anything, um, I, I think we all strive to find our own unique energy, our own unique pathway, and, and it probably does give you somewhat of a springboard in that purpose uh, without even consciously uh, knowing or intending to know. Yeah, right, exactly. It's almost like a little bit of foresight on the parents, um, and it's always also unique to think about the influence on the parent. like. Did they ever tell you the second name or if you were a girl, what the name would have been kind of a thing? Uh, 
no, we didn't get that far. I don't know if it would have been Kiana. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. We didn't get that far. But, um, um, you know, again, I have a brother, younger brother. His name is Marquez. And he's with M-A-R-R-Q-U. So he has a Q in it as well. So okay. there goes, you know, that, that, that piece as well. So, um, and, and we both have unique uh, middle names as well, which I named my son uh, my middle name. So, you know, it does take significance in that way. So my middle name is Nikai. And my son's name is Nikai. Okay. So that's N-I-I-K-A-I, in which it's Swahili, uh, which means uh, a man amongst men. Oh. Now, do you take that in like an alpha male kind of a thing? Or is there a different kind of connotation to a man amongst men? Um, I, it, I think it just means, um, you know, finding, again, going back to the uniqueness, right? You know, um, without dwelling into you know, totally like alpha. It, I, I think sometimes it's being original, being unique, um, um, uh, being uh, significant in the sense of uh, manhood in the way of, you know, that could be helping, that could be sharing, that could be uh, leadership. Um, so I, I think it, it has the ambiguous opportunity of really uh, being broad yeah. and, and, um, you know, no pressure on my my son, but um, <laughs> you know, he, he, you know his his purpose is to be unique in his own way. Yeah, yeah. I'm. And, uh, I have a daughter who's eleven, and um, I'm not sure what your kid's age. I just have one daughter who's eleven, and um, our rule is you're going to be good and passionate at something. You get to pick it, but you're going to be good and passionate at it, and we're going to support you getting there. Like you don't have to live exactly. my dream, but you you're gonna have dreams. <laughs> you're gonna have goals and ambitions. Exactly, and that's important, Sean. I think that's very important in the in the, in the sense of you know, like find what makes you happy, right? Find what 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 you determine to make you happy, and like you said, drive on that passion, and, and you know, put a work ethic aligned to um, you know what it is that you you you, you set forth, and I think that's very important. That's very important. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, it's a lot like teaching. Like, you get to wake up and you don't feel like it's work. You just feel like it's this weird extended family kind of vibe. You know, it's just something you do. It's not like I got to clock in, I got to clock out, and you're dreading things. You're actually looking forward to it. And I think if people can find passion and hopefully monetize it, then that's like the ultimate, right? That That's almost like... A, I shouldn't say surefire, but a surefire way to be pretty content and happy in life. If you can monetize your, exactly. your passion. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think I was just telling a neighbor today, I said, listen, my son likes to fish, right? He's very good athletically and so on and so forth. He's nine years old and, you know, you name a sport, he plays it. Golf, football, basketball, soccer, uh, swim team. You know, he's very, very active uh, in the Sussex uh, County area. But, um, you know, he has a passion for fishing, and uh, you know, not my forte, but um, <laughs> he's very good at fishing, and you know, you can actually earn a living, you know, doing angler or bass fishing, Dude, you know, sure. and so on. So, if that's his passion, I'm gonna support it, irregardless of it not necessarily being connected to, to uh, you know, something that I'm used to in terms of the exposure and, and so on and so forth. So, I'm just happy that, uh, like you said. Um, even referencing your daughter, find what makes you happy, find that passion, and we're going to support it. And that's how I, I had to share that same thought. How, how do 
you get into fishing if you're not into fishing? Um, my wife. Now my wife is into fishing. You know, she. Uh, I grew up. She grew up in the city. I grew up in the city. But uh, you know, we have a pond in our in our community, and um, so you know, he's able to have exposure. Okay. Uh, catch bass and so on and so forth. And again, I, I come from the analogy of uh, which is very interesting is that um, if you Look at the case study, say, for example, with um, Venus and Serena, you know, two of the probably most prominent tennis players that ever played played a game of tennis. You know, their dad never played tennis. Oh, yeah, right. But he knew he was able to expose them to what they needed to develop. And that's how I even, things that I've never played, sports I've never played, i.e., like, golf wasn't my forte, but I was able to expose my kids to golf. So they take golf lessons. Um, you know, fishing wasn't my thing, but I'm going to support what it is and do my research to make sure that they have the resources to do such and so on and so forth. And and so therefore, the the, the dream of achieving is, is is you know everything is possible. Yeah, well, it's obtainable and it's steps, right? It, it's it's awesome exactly. when big goals get broken down and then you get to measure and achieve success because all that does is reinforce the behavior. It makes you exactly. want to keep doing it. It's almost like a, almost not not to like belittle kids or whatever, but it's the little treat to the dog that makes them obedient. They they feel that success and it reinforces the behavior, and they're like, oh, I'm good. And now they got the identity. Now they got the confidence, and now they obtain exactly. leadership because they're allowed to teach what they've learned to other kids. And that's what I've noticed exactly. with my daughter, which I think is awesome. It is, and we learn from them. Oh, yeah. You know, we learn from them, and 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 as I could say, um, awarded. Um, you know that my son has been fortunate enough to really excel in a lot of sports areas. You know, two things I really talked to him about is number one, uh, be coachable. Yeah. You know, and and able to listen. Uh, and number two, and and and, and be a, uh, a a leader. You know, amongst your teammates, and what that means in terms of leader is like don't tell people what to do, show people what needs to be done. And if that means supporting them, being sportsmanship, um, lifting them up, those are all the things that real leaders do. Yeah, man. You know, and and so I'm, I'm glad I'm able to impart that that on them at an early age. And, and thus far, you know, it, it's been um, very much um, uh, something that he's been able to absorb and follow through with. And then my daughter, who's younger, she may not be as sports oriented, but she's more into arts, and I'm able to support her in that same way to support her creativity and who she is as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, and it's funny because that's something um I really harp on too. Is you're not just gonna do one thing either. Like that's cool that my my daughter's super into crafting. She's got a whole freaking crafting room. I'm rolling to IKEA, and I'm buying out like just sections of the store coming back home building all kinds of things but you don't just get to do that for 12 hours pursue your passions but you got to be well-rounded you're not just going to be isolated because it gives you options in life and that's the that's my biggest struggle right now parenting wise is she gets good at things and she wants to stay in her lane and i keep trying to tell her like girl you don't even know your potential yet you got to get out there and try all these different things. You don't know what you're going to enjoy or not enjoy or what you're going to be good at, who you're going to meet. And right now, that's all you want to do is just go do things. Go experience life. 
And Sean, you're absolutely right. I mean, even with my son, uh, who's, like I said, very athletic. I mean, I had him. He, he took piano lessons yeah. uh, during this um, during this uh, interim COVID. Um, he's scheduled for um, taking uh, an acting class at uh, the Milton Children's um, Theater. Uh, okay. We already signed him up for that this summer. Um, and, and again, I, I do that, and, and I put my daughter in the same realm too, and, and so on and so forth. But it's because a you're going to get exposure to other kids, which are going to teach you something about yourself. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, you're like you said, you're going to develop skill sets that you have to constantly keep developing. And it's good to be uncomfortable in different settings because that will truly uh, push you to your peak of who you who you may and uh, will be. No, dude, I mean, if you think of the skills, even just acting, that's worst case, you're going to be a great teacher. Best case, you're going to be leading a boardroom <laughs> and know how to have a command presence, man, like the range of the application. And it's funny, man, because I don't know when I started being so like, like, it's not dictative. It's like, I'm trying to plan for 48 different options for every choice I make for my daughter. And it can be very overwhelming, but at the same time, I feel like it's my responsibility to just keep adding these possibilities to her future. And I, and I would say, and I would use another word. I don't even think it's being dictative. I think you are, let me give direction, right? Because we're parents, right? Let me give direction. And, and, and it's important to give guidance. And, and, and I forget, you know, um, where I heard this from, but it was saying that, um, you know, it's important to, no matter what peaks and valleys you hit with, with your children, to continuously um, provide them with love and nourishment. Because if you do not, some some env- other environment will. Mm. And so, and so, we have to always keep in mind that, you know, what we have to make sure that we are helping to shape constantly our children and their pathway. You know, and, and so on and forth, because they're filtering, and especially now, I mean, obviously, we live in a digital era. They have access to yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, 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 things beyond our own um, uh, youth development um, in a lot quicker, but with, with, without a filter. Yeah. And, uh, and and so it's very important for us to say, hey, that's not the appropriate, or yeah. this is the appropriate, and uh, beyond digital social skills these are the face-to-face social skills yeah it's it, it's funny man because uh in my job so i'm a reading specialist in a middle school and we do a, i do a lot of um one-on-one conferencing with kids the whole range yep. like students with special education needs all the way to students with honors needs like r- real good students and it's very it's very telling when a kid can immediately conversate just basic things, eye contact, reading body language, taking verbal cues of how to answer a question and elaborate. And then you get other kids that are just scared to speak or look at an adult. And you're like, man, how, and it really makes me wonder, like, how much do you actually interact with people when you go home? Or are you one of these kids that kind of gets forgotten, kind of gets put into a screen, you're alone, you're on a phone or you're on your computer or you're just gaming all day. And um, it, it they there seems to be not like a sadness, emptiness. There's a lack of that natural energy in a kid who doesn't get to interact with people. It's like they crave it, man. I don't know if it's just human nature, 
but if they it seem like no. they want it and it takes so long to get them comfortable with you to get them to like show their personality and it's like dude and, 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 and now you take that and you throw the layer of kids that say did completely online learning this year oh man it's rough you know and so i think we still have not we still don't know the significance of the byproduct of what we just went through in terms of a pandemic era um you know, um, I, I was just speaking to a, a, a relative of mine who's um, um, a vice president for uh, uh, healthcare um, initiatives, and she was telling me that, um, you know, that the wave of obesity that's coming is, is, is incredible, you know, in terms of how many people have gained weight, bad eating habits, everything is coming, like we have yet to see what what this pandemic is really doing with some with some long lasting uh, challenges. In addition to that, now you have the social emotional pieces, and that and that of course is with kids and adults, but more so kids who may not even know that they're dealing with the so, yeah. uh, psycho emotional issues. And and I think we're going to be dealing with those fallouts for years to come uh, because you're going to have kids that just have don't, don't know how to socialize, uh, don't know how to express emotion are dealing with depression, um, as well as, uh, academic, uh, academics not being, um, on, on par with, with, with their age levels. Dude, the rigor, the rigor's gone down the toilet, man. I, 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 I guess when I referenced dictatorial earlier, that's probably what I was with my daughter on this online learning. Cause I'm like, no, no, we're getting our own novel. We're doing our own book study. Girl, we're going to write an essay. We're doing math every day. You know, cause I was like, it's not enough. You're not getting, you're not getting enough interaction and engagement. You should be getting much more if you were in school. And normally I believe you do, but virtually it's like we set it up so that the kids who struggled wouldn't be penalized. But we, I don't think it was really set up for kids who have support to thrive in a, like they would in a normal classroom with feedback and with challenging assignments. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree, Sean. You're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent on that. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it's, I, I, it's something we talk about in our building. Our administration is very aware of like, when these kids come back, we can't treat it like we normally would, uh, whatever, a fifth grader transitioning to a sixth grade classroom. Cause they might have 18 to 20 months of not being in a classroom and not knowing yeah. how to even be open to the right page or pick up on the cues of this is the information on the board or I turn this in at this certain time. They're used to like just virtually getting around to it when they get to it. And it Yes. Yeah, it's a whole nother uh, layer of processes that we're going to have to uh, uh, nurture alignment to rehealing um, and recovery, you know, yeah. and I think rehealing and recovery are two main key points where it's like, okay, how do we, uh, make sure that these kids adjust, you know, uh, accordingly, and we're there to support them through their adjustment in their households, right? Yeah. There's other pieces which, you know, obviously I'm I'm in the uh, food landscape business now, and and dealing with in, uh, food insecurity is one of our uh, main priorities, and uh, especially with the post-COVID uh, recovery at this time, and so forth. And then again. Uh, um, and in going into recovery is, um, you know, what, what does, what does tomorrow look like? 
you know, what does school year, next year, school year look like, um, and, and, and so on, to build confidence in our students, to build confidence in our community. Uh, those are all significant points. Yeah, man, because there's nothing, a, a community just thrives when kids are educated and confident enough to take risks. And the one thing you exactly. don't want is kids just pulling back and isolating because then by definition you have no community. You have a bunch of isolated islands and that's when misunderstandings occur. That's when hatred occurs because you don't know anybody. You didn't grow up with exactly. anybody. You see him 10 years later, you don't know him where if you'd have not been in the pandemic, you know such and such from fifth grade gym class or seventh grade acting class, you know? It's a uh, exactly. It it really the bonds in the community. I'm interested to see um, impacts down the road. And and I'd say this. Um, one thing that I noticed was um, we just last this Saturday we just did the uh, Healthy Kids um, Delaware, uh, a Healthy Kids YMCA in Sussex, Sussex uh, Family YMCA, and um, I mean you should have seen a lot of the kids. Like, like, you know, and, and some of these kids probably don't have backyards, yeah. right? Some of these kids don't have, and when I tell you, like, 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 you know, it was, it was, uh, COVID safe space, you know, activities, outdoors, but when I tell you, Sean, it made a difference, like those two hours and those four hours, I mean, and there was probably over a hundred kids there, um, and this is in Rehoboth, and and, 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 and what stood out to me is, you know, I, I think, uh, which, what's down the street? West Rehoboth, which is right down the street. Yeah, barely what it used to be, though. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, and I'm still learning. I'm new. I'm relatively new um, to Sussex. But I still know that it's an area, it's an area uh, where there's a majority of um, households that are uh, probably below the poverty line. Oh, wow. And even right across from the even right across from the YMCA is um is um what you call it um, Burton Village. Uh, yes, yeah, Burton Village. Well, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the YMCA I thought was the black school for Rehoboth. At one point in time? Yes. And that's part of how West Rehoboth came to be. There was a guest I had on. He's a professor at um, Delaware State University, Cliff. And he was educating okay. me to all the racial tensions back, I want to say 50s, 60s, even into the 70s. And I'm almost positive that part of what happened is that canal was like a natural separator. And the YMCA was the black school. And then the white kids got to go to the Rehoboth school, which got tore down and rebuilt recently. Wow. See, that's history I didn't even know. But it does make sense. I mean, it does make sense. And, and there's a lot of history in that area. But again, you know, and I'm glad you have a voice and a platform because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you're you're right about the kids in there. Actually, I have a couple of them. I coach basketball at middle school, and um, I drop a couple of them off. Um, who live back there because they just need rides and yeah, yeah. I mean they're dealing with stuff where like they they might not have electricity for a week or two you know and it, you don't think about that in the beach area that it's right there but like that trailer has been passed down from four generations I had a player 
who was ecstatic because um, it wasn't Habitat for Humanity, but another nonprofit gave him a brand new trailer. And the dude, you, you, it could have been a beach house. The fact you thought it was a mansion. You dude, thought it was a mansion. Yes, just because yes. he had some clean exterior, and he was like, "Coach, the AC is going to stay inside. It's going to be so cool this summer. We ain't got to worry about them fans no more." And you're like, yeah. "You can." It's so easy to take for granted what kids are coming from when they come into a building. And now, if, imagine if that's all he's known for 18 months—that little space. If he wouldn't have had something better. And the shock, and then you have these expectations of you should be here, and um, it's all sorts of inter potential internal conflict. Sean, and, and, and you know what? It, 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 and it brings back, you know, like I said, as being an educator, I remember students that I knew that came from other countries or, or you know, lived in impoverished situations, and, and, and they ended up doing well academically, et cetera, if given the right support. But they used to tell stories like, yeah, you know, uh, because of my household, I had to do my homework, and I always did my homework in the bathroom, sitting in the bathtub, or, or sitting on, you know, because there was no workspace. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying, and or or they had other little siblings that were, you know, young. So so by you being a coach, by you being an educator, by you just being, you know, what I'm saying a, a positive influence, you know, to in the community makes that much difference because you know, like you said, these kids are coming from different environments, and 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 the, and the beach, which is very unique in itself. The beach area, um, is, it, 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 it almost hides. It almost hides a certain population. Oh, for sure. You know, and 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 I, and I discovered, you know, obviously through my my kids having um, having um, friends on many different, you know, demographics. You know, certain kids had never even gone to the beach. Now, you know, what I'm saying, and, and, and that kind of blew my mind. It was like, maybe you live at the beach, and you don't ever go to the beach. Yeah, like like that to me. That to me is 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 um, you know what I'm saying. That to me is um, it's, you know what I'm saying. It's telling of what's happening and the priority. I shouldn't say priorities. What's happening in the house, in, in like in choice time. I, I don't know what other yeah. time to call it than choice time. Like when it's whatever after dinner or when you get home from school and you got a couple hours to kill on a Saturday. Like what are you doing? It seems like you and I are very similar where we're like, dude, we're stimulating our mind. We're exploring. We're yeah. we're working at something. Where some kids, it's the yard. It's the room. And that's it. You're just in there, man. No stimulation. Just you. That's it. And and, and imagine if you're a, uh, the only child, single parent. You know, there's nobody home watching you. You watching yourself. I mean, those are real scenarios. Yeah. You know, and. And, 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 and I think that, uh, you know, we, 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 we take for granted, you know, what we don't know. But again, I'm, I'm, again, you have a unique voice, a unique platform to really, um, to really bring light to, um, you know, some of these issues. And I think with the COVID, as devastating as it has been for everybody, I think when we talk about the rehealing and the recovery, we need to talk about, you know, these, the, these, Groups, you know, and particularly our, our communities of color that have that have, um, you know, gone through this, you know, this and all people, you know, because there is no color to, to poverty, but to all people who, 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 are, who are suffering, you know, because they don't have the resources or suffering because, you know, they had health disparities because, you know, they might have had pre pre type diabetes from uh, unhealthy eating and 
so on and so forth. And it's like, if the COVID showed us one thing, it was like, we need to get healthier. Oh, yeah. uh, we need we need to make sure the resources are accessible to all and, and so on and so forth. You know, and that's important. Yeah, and it, to pivot a little bit away from kids, because it's funny, I really didn't expect we'd go from why is there a Q in your name to learning environments at children? Like that's a, that's a range, but I do want to get in cause you were just with healthy kids, Delaware and getting healthy. I know nothing about your product. I didn't even realize on your Jeep. And I definitely want to get to know more about your Jeep too. I had no idea the pops on there was for like, not ice cream pops, but like popsicles. I thought you were like a, I thought you were like a grandpa skimmer. And then I saw you get out of the Jeep who was like trying to get like Instagram followers. I really did. So tell me a little bit about your healthy popsicle. Cause apparently it's award winning from what I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so one of the unique things is that, you know, we don't, our, our, our Jeep is outfitted in a unique way where actually, uh, you know, we got a freezer in the back where it can hold up to about a thousand ice pops. Oh, and no so, you know, the whole beach theme is, you know, my, our family grew up loving the beach. I grew up down Monson's Vineyard. I grew up, you know, going to the beach. My wife grew up going to Jersey Shore. Uh, so we both were, you know, beach loving, you know, individuals. In addition to that, um, you know, the company is named after my daughter, Summer. And so what happens is when my daughter was born, we had a relative, unfortunately, that was uh, diagnosed with cancer. And it was out of that crisis that we said, you know what, let's create something that can be healthy, not just for our family, but for all families. And, you know, we made it a mission to say, you know what, we're going to use our product to inspire food landscapes um, to uh, make healthier choices. And one of the things that, that we're challenging is like places like Wawa, uh, places like, um, uh, what's it called, Royal Farms, um, all them to say, listen, if you're going to be in these food deserts and you're supposed to be convenient, we want to make sure that you have healthier choices and, and an affordable, accessible choices, you know, for all families. And one of the unique things is that, and I always use this quote, is that they say that there's a, and, um, and a rich man's shampoo is sometimes uh, more fruit than a uh, poor man's plate, and 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 that and that is one of the things where it's like we're trying to make a change. We're trying to make a change for all that, and so on and so forth. Um, so that's important. That's definitely important. Hold I'll, on one second, okay, Sean? Yeah, Hold on one second. absolutely. I will tell you that. Coaching those boys, and this is one of the funnier things, coming back and then watching those fools go into a Royal Farms and seeing what my best athletes eat, there is definitely no health to their choices. They're grabbing milkshakes. They're, you know, they're, they're just getting Oreos. If they order something hot and you're like, oh, cool, you're going to get something warm, maybe get like a protein of a chicken – no, it's like, let me get three chicken tenders with a bunch of mayonnaise, throw some cheese on there, and I hope I get the butter on the biscuit. And then you're like, dude, if you didn't work out like you did, like when you hit 25 and you're more sedentary, you're killing yourself. But like, that's and, what they, they grow they up. Don't know. They, they don't. don't know. They don't, man. And that's, why, and that's why we're trying to change the whole narrative to say, listen, this is a new cool way, and that's why I made the Jeep so cool. This is a new cool way to eat fruit. It's our whole image, our whole ethos, and we're trying to make sure that kids see this way. In my years of being a high school principal, what do kids eat in the cafeteria? 
ice cream. More, more, yeah, ice, ice cream. cream. Always. Changed the whole dynamic. We made it an FDA smart snack approved product. Uh, everything is under 100 calories. So you got 80 to 60, 60 to 80 calorie range. Uh, we only use organic cane sugar. So everything is healthy and it's a low sugar count, low cow count. And more importantly, it's non-dairy. And, and because it's considered eating a fruit, it's the one way that kids can get access to fruit. And it's one of those things that are sustainable. So therefore, because it's frozen, you don't have to worry about it wasting because now it lasts longer. Yeah, so that's a great point too, man. Like you throw some stuff in the freezer. If it's actual fruit, like if you think of smoothies, right? And you can freeze some fruit and make a smoothie real quick. If it's the more natural, like how much is planted? I've never bought a smoothie from Plant Smoothie. I'm assuming it's a lot like Starbucks where there's probably like a five, six, seven dollar price point. Exactly. And I don't and, even and, know and, how much real fruit goes into versus that pureed stuff. Or, and I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on business, but if you bought a bunch of fruit and made a popsicle, if it's natural, that's, that's a process. That's, that's something yeah. that most people aren't going to go through to get that kind of the nutrients and the vitamins from it. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we kind of changed that dynamic, changed the whole format and, and we're leading that way. Um, if you check in the Cape, I'm going to send you the link after this, but we were in the Cape that today. Oh, no way. Um, for the healthy kids. Um, and, um, again, why I'm, unfortunately I got to cut, cut, cut us short a little bit cause I'm, I'm, um, getting the ice box for the teacher appreciation day cause they want a healthy choice. And so that's our commitment. You know, even though it wasn't necessarily in the schedule, I'm like, you know what? I, I care about all of our community and, and it's important because what we're trying to do is we do want to be in the school systems. We do want to be in the school district. We do want to be in the Wawa's, the Royal Farms, the college universities, because we understand different levels of once they, once young people understand what, what is healthy and they adjust their case buds, now we have a pathway and a trajectory. And so we're trying to get them uh, at all levels, but let them, let them have the healthy choice and learn about the healthy choice and let us be supportive of that. And we're working with some local politicians. I got to give um, state representative uh, Mimi Brown uh, her credit, her due. Uh, she has really uh, utilized us in the Newcastle area uh, and other politicians as well uh, that continue to uh, use, use their platform to say, listen, it's time to make uh, significant healthy choices. Yeah, well, people don't realize how quick kids want to run to that dollar menu at McDonald's or get a McFlurry. I mean, it it, it's, it, it, it shouldn't be the go-to choice to find some refreshment on a summer day is a 7,000-calorie sugar-filled McFlurry. Exactly. It, exactly. It's just not good. Exactly. Um, I'll try not to keep you for hours since you're a hungry man awaiting some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So – you, we had ended the last one with you picking up some pops to drop off. And I, I, the one question in my head I couldn't get past is like, why pops? If I'm starting a business, why am I making popsicles? Why aren't I making something else? And I'm super curious about that. How'd you get into the popsicle business? <laughs> so, so as it pertains to how we started Summer J Artisan Pops um, was on the focus point of us creating something uh, not just healthy, but also uh, we we thought about the segment of the moment, the time, and the type of meal um, or the portion of the meal, um, be it that would 
create a moment and a memory. And, you know, we thought about our own fabric of family um, and community and people who we connect with. And typically, um, you know, no matter what the mail, if you have a dessert that's after or whatever the season may be, you always remember that moment. That's when you and go so for the walk. I'm, exactly you can can end at a restaurant and then it's like you know we're not going to get dessert here we're going to do the boardwalk buffet or we're going to take a stroll Ah, exactly or even if it's home cooked or even if it's home cooked and and grandma or aunt made a pie and, Mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth but we took that same premise of that moment and said how do we make it healthier and 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 um you know we created summer jay um, pops, which is um, fruit-based, uh, non-dairy, gluten-free, and is certified vegan. And because we hit all the marks of having it with low sugar, um, low sugar counts, low cal, uh, obviously it's 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 fat-free and it's 100%. Um, everything's 100% real, nothing artificial, no um, um, cor- uh, what do you call it? high corn fructose syrups or any of those. Um, preservatives that are not good for you and because we're focused on a clean label product um, you can actually enjoy it without guilt and and so uh, we we capture the moment uh, we had the right kind of product and knew that it could go into different food landscapes um I, I love the idea because I don't know if it's you it's definitely me as I'm getting older and trying to be healthy you can feel guilty going for two, going for that extra slice. <laughs> like we'll bake cookies at home and I'm like, man, I, I can't have my fifth chocolate chip walnut cookie tonight. I got to call it a day. And at, at the same time, if you're a kid, what's the first thing a kid wants as soon as they get the first ice cream? Can we get another one? Exactly. And that's exactly. awesome that it's that kind of thing where it's like, like you want kids to eat fruit and, and you want people to be healthy and you want to feel good after you eat some dessert. Exactly. And, 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 and when we start talking about food landscapes, um, you know, you're, you're, now you have concessions. Now you have um, uh, food services within the school districts. Mm. Um, now you have summer camps. Um, in addition to that, um, we are, you know, challenging the food landscapes of Wawa and uh, Royal Farms to say, hey, you guys are in these um, food deserts yeah. and these areas of being convenient. Um, we're, we're, we want you all to, to look at our product and start to provide healthier choices. So as a small business, um, as a family-owned business, um, we're, we're, we're pro- very prideful of having the opportunity to have our product be inspirational for these food landscapes to have healthier choices. And to answer your question, too, is we named it after our daughter. Um, a, it's a passion, so we knew that you know, uh, with the love of our daughter, we're going to put that same love into our product. How do you develop or get the relationship, the time with a corporation like Wawa or Royal Farms? That blows my mind. If you're just a startup making popsicles, you're, you're freezy pop guy. And you're like, Hey, I, I want some time of this huge corporation like that. To me, that's a huge deal to get into that kind of franchise. No, no, it, 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 it's, it's, not it has not been without challenges and, and we still have you know some milestones to um to uh cover but i would say um you know the background of an educator uh, being an educational leadership um you know 
um, that you have to uh, develop students um, and to have confidence in their abilities to learn, have confidence in themselves, and to make sure that they matriculate, you know, to the next level. And I kind of use that same experience into the product. And so, so, you know, with marketing it, with connecting it to the community needs, you know, we are constantly um, uh, bringing our product to certain different markets throughout the whole state. And I think the one thing that makes Summer J Pop stand out more so than any brand um, in that frozen uh, sector or, or any brand in general is that um, uh, we're, we're very vertical. Um, we, we have done events uh, hands-on in Newcastle. We've done events hands-on in King County. And of course, with Sussex County being our home, um, you know, we're here entrenched, embedded, um, and growing with the fabric of the community as Sussex is growing. Yeah, you know, right? as, you, as, as we're all aware of, there are more people coming from um, so many different places. And I think that we're here in the right um, sequence of that growth. Um, with that growth comes um, diversity on many different demographics. And, and we're glad to uh, be a part of that. Dude, it blew my mind. Um, Might have been four years ago, maybe even six. You know how time flies when you get old, right? So it might have been, <laughs> been six years ago. We go up to Portland, Maine. And I thought you had said something about you grew up. I, I know Boston, you had mentioned. I'm not familiar with how far away Portland, Maine is to Boston. I know we drove on the outskirts it's of it. It's in the New England area, so right? I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I rolled up there, and we were just in some like mom-and-pop shop, and they had dogfish beer. And this is before they were bought out by Boston Brewing Company and Sam Adams and all that. And it blew my mind. Then we hop on a train to go to Roanoke, and one of the five beers on draft, dogfish. And you're like, dude, they're in Milton. Like, th this is, what What are we doing? How does this happen? And it's interesting. Is that part of like the marketing strategy to get that grassroots acknowledgement so that people maybe walk into places like Royal Farms and Wawa looking for the product? Or I, it, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, exactly. but I guess that's what no, I'm thinking no, it would no. be. I, I, think, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think what makes Delaware so unique is although it's a small state, it's a big community. Yeah. And, 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 you know, our ambition, our focus to get into these areas is echoing the community that we've had the pleasure to serve. And when I, when I meet that mom that is like, listen, this needs to be, you know, in Wawa. When I meet that dad that is like, listen, um, DE turf concessions need to, needs to carry these products because after my kids are playing, yeah. this is exactly what I want them to have. If they're going to have something to refresh them and, and, better, and, and way, treat way better than the McFlurry that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> and, 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 and the challenge that, that, that we have set tasks to, to, to face head on is to make sure that, um, we provide these healthier choices in all these food landscapes, and, and part of that effort and that energy that I that I used to uh, put into my uh, student body and into my school district, I've just transferred that, and and it's kind of helped me to bridge on a bigger scale because you know in some ways when I was in that school district or or, or being a leader of that school, you know um, you're limited to that particular population. What I come from, from from my mindset is, you know what? 
every school district we have an opportunity to be a part of throughout the whole state. There's 112 um, plus 112,000 plus students in public education throughout the state of Delaware. Oh, wow. We have the capability of serving everyone. So because we have that capability, you know, our goals are, are, are very um, determined um, to uh, make sure that we can be a part of uh, the food landscape of the school districts. Um, and, and that's a learning piece that we have to, you know, obviously matriculate, but more and more um, um, we're getting uh, closer to that goal. Um, I know we are due, we are scheduled on May 16th to do the uh, Teacher Appreciation Day for Love Creek Elementary School. Um, and, and of course, we've had uh, individual teachers that have placed their own orders um, for deliveries and so forth. Um, someone just reached out to me last night, a matter of fact, um, and I believe it is for uh, Beacon Middle School. Um, for over a hundred um, ice pop order for the eighth grade, so I know that um, you know those things. And we're doing Rehoboth Beach um, Elementary School uh, next, and then I have a meeting with charter schools uh, coming up in the next uh, month. You know, to talk about what the school year would look like. So again, it's it's constantly getting the uh, product out in that community. Um, it's constantly being part of the community as a parent. And I think most people, um, can respect that, that viewpoint of saying, you know what, um, you know, we're a family owned company, um, we're, we're, we're parents. Um, and so if it's good enough for our parent, our, our own children to, to, to really, uh, partake in the product, uh, this is how it's being led. And that ethos is understood. My ADHD kicked in when you started mentioning all these school districts. And I'm like, all right, man, so we got like the, the franchise, gas station, food desert aspect. We got schools that we can go to. Now we have arenas and consumptions like DE Turf or other venues. I, I don't know, like, are you from a business background? Was your family in business? I, I don't know how you get a focus starting something up like that. And, and, and you know, um, obviously I had a very large high school, you know, that I was, um, leading where it was, uh, $15 million budget. You're talking 5,000 students, 272, um, teachers that I led, uh, into Boston public schools. Okay. So, so <laughs> I understood And plus you had six, you know, with a million square foot building, you had 16 other agencies within. So I had to be in charge of all that, uh, for many years and, and I understood, I understood that, um, um, that, um, how to work a calendar, <laughs> how to work a calendar, how to deal with all the agendas. But again, um, you know, I always feel like your past doesn't define you. It only prepares you. And I said, and I think very uniquely because, um, you know, our, I'm almost feel like I'm a social entrepreneur because we're using our project, uh, our, our product to be an awareness access and and also to be a bridge builder so it's that passion uh that comes um naturally um and and as an educator as you know um you know we're, we're natural uh, advocates uh, of the future yeah you just want good stuff for kids at the end of the day i, I feel like the majority of teachers just want whatever they determine is the best. That's why teachers get so passionate about it. Even if they disagree with parents, even if they disagree with the kid, 
it comes from the heart of, I just truly believe this is best for you. You might be fighting exactly. me on it. <laughs> you might not agree with me, but I'm telling you from my experience, this is the best for you. And that really drives the majority of decisions, at least from the teachers I, I interact with. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and ultimately, that's the core threat, you know, for us as edu- educators, uh, parents, and, and just, you know, members of the community. And I think that, uh, you know, we, we, we may travel or tread different paths, but where's the end goal? You know, where's the end goal? And, and, and if we can be a voice, um, and, and really, uh, leading this, um, you know, I think that, uh, we have a great opportunity to really build an organic community that's so connected, like a dogfish, um, so connected, like, um, uh, so many other stakeholders. So does um, another restaurant that I, I know a ton of kids um, who work with it, who work at their restaurants and have graduated middle school, gone on to high school, and they love even teachers who work there. I, I, I go to their restaurants and probably not as frequently, not frequently enough to be a regular, but the vibe and the brand they have established in Southern Delaware is pretty remarkable, man. I think they're up to 13 or 14 establishments and Scott has done a very good job with uh, leading leading the Soul Dell. Dude, wicked, wicked smart for a wrestler. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, he did, he did, he did. And and Delaware is very unique, too, because it's also about, you know, the relationships that you are able to to do. And I think that, um, you know, once you put together some of these relationships, I think that... um, you know, you have the ability to really connect to a lot of different communities. And, and, and thus far, you know, we've been very fortunate, um, you know, um, as, a, as, a, as a small company, um, people are starting to, you know, because we started in 2016. Okay. And at that time, you know, people was like, ah, you know, there's still a little question, like, what's healthy, what's vegan, you know, there was still that learning process and it still is a learning process. And, and, but I think what, what we was very key on was we knew that the younger generation was healthier mindset. Oh yeah. So we already had a connection with young, you know, and I, and I knew, you know, from past students. So, you know, um, and I also feel, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I also feel parents are more conscientious and willing to spend. And I, I don't know what your price point is, but I feel like parents are willing to spend more for quality that they feel is better for their kid. Absolutely. They'll Absolutely. drop an extra dollar or two to upgrade as long as they feel like their kid. It's like the organic phase that went through like 10 years ago. They're like no hormones in the chicken. People are willing to pay an extra $2 a pound to feel like their kids are eating healthier and they're not going to get cancer or something. And they'll definitely spend on food just like uh, parents will spend um, – hundreds of dollars for for a uh, new kids on the block concert if they know that the kids <laughs> if the kids like it right you know, so you know it's that whole that whole piece but but interestingly enough um you know um you know because of the good feedback that we have from the kids the good feedback that we have from the parents and and we have a nostalgic product that pretty much touches all ages because one of the things that i think was unique with our product was uh, during the pandemic, one of the things that we had pivoted was we did partner up uh, with Season and Hospice Palliative Care, which sponsored us to support a lot of the frontline um, uh, healthcare workers 
uh, throughout the whole state. We did this all the way from Wilmington all the way back down to Sussex every week. So we got to touch thousand about a thousand healthcare workers that was on the front line. But one of the things that was also unique that that the, the um, clients that they served, many of them were elderly and had diet restrictions, and we were uh, able to okay. cater to their needs. And and when I say it, not just catered to their needs, but it also brought um, joy because that popsicle is reminiscent to when they was a younger child and yeah. and and they enjoyed it and it was it wasn't Simple. too sweet but it was delicious and they and it and it felt and it, and it really uh, felt like we were bringing um, so much good positive energy to those that community and that and that you know, unique demographic that I've had the pleasure and humbly to serve. Um, on many occasions, I might have other uh, staff members that might work, but I typically, when it's a, typically when it's a smaller event, I always try to be there. Gotcha. I, 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 I'd like you to take me back to 2016 and the Genesis. Like who's, you say family business, so who comes with the idea? Were there any like, nah, we should pivot kind of moments? Well, well, like the logo, the name, the business plan. I'm just curious about its start. How did uh, how did it come together for you? I mean, I, I I more or less might come up with the 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 core sketch of of the rough draft of it. But anything I do, just like the household that we are we are binding, you know, I'll run it by my wife. <laughs> I'll get her I'll get her perspective, and 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 then you know once we kind of have a perspective we you know we would kind of include the kids on little little pieces of it and say what do you think about this logo or what do you think about this color and we and, you know and i get to hear that so it really um uh from a from a uh really inclusive perspective i always try to include that and and get their feedback um and and i had an idea of little things it wasn't it didn't you know Things didn't go, you know, necessarily in, okay, we got it, A, B, C, D. No, you, we had to pivot. We had to figure this out. And um, and I'll share this. And, it, and, it's di- and, it, and I think this happened um, maybe, um, what do you call it, not by, it happened by default. So when we first moved to Delaware, we were in the um, Newcastle area. Okay. Uh, and... We're in the um, uh, um, I don't know if you're familiar, like Windy Bush, that area over there. Is no. side. So anyway, we're in the Newcastle okay. area. True Sussex and, County and, people know nothing over Milford. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so, so, so again, we started off the company, and um, and we actually, you know, if you see our setups, I usually have a black and white uh, tablecloth, and I do it with, and we mesh into red, and so on and so forth, and. One of the designs that we had had like this yellow and, you know, we started off with a yellow and white stripes. Unbeknownst to me, I believe down here in Sussex, uh, there's something called the farmer's frozen farmer or something to that nature. They do ice cream, though. Okay. They had similar they had similar colors. Oh, all right. I saw that already being something that could be confusing. Yeah. So I said, you know what, you know what, we're, you know, they, they had just revamped and, and we had already, this is how we came out. So it was like, I don't think they knew who we were, but we, you know, and so on and so forth. But I only knew because somebody was like, oh, this is, 
you know, are you, you know, I had been an event down there and somebody was like, oh, how come I had never seen these popsicles at the Frozen Farmer? And I'm like, I was trying to figure out why they was associating that. It was because of the colors. So little things like that, you know, if, if understanding your marketing and how you want to stand out differently. So that's why I went with a whole different color pattern because although we could actually do business together and probably put products in, 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 in the same arena, you know, they, they have their ethos. We have our ethos and, and, and I, and in fairness to them, you know, I wanted to make sure that they independently have their success as we independently have our success. And, yeah, and so you, on. It, it, Delaware, definitely probably too small to be a jerk like that, to be like, whatever, like even up here, like I'm trying to cipher customers off of you by looking like you in marketing. Yeah. What yeah. I'm, I'm curious, what is that? Cause I've never, I've never had to get a product wrapped, like even just packaging how far back does that set you up? Are you buying like 20,000 package labels? Is that how you have to order that kind of a thing? And then you just got to scrap it and it's a business loss when you rebrand? I mean, you, I mean, it, you can, you have to do your due, like anything you do, you do your due diligence and, and you have to figure out like, so you can buy packaging in small amounts, but it is a different, it's a different level of packaging, right? So, so with, with us, we started off that way when we humbly started doing farmer's markets, but we knew our demand was picking up. Um, so then when we upped our manufacturing piece, what we did was, um, you know, you, you have a, a, a bigger company that, that obviously can do the larger, larger amounts and our packaging is uh, FDA uh, regulated. So therefore, um, you know, grocery store ready, retail ready, um, and so on and so forth. And, and I just, and, 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 and it wasn't like, um, I knew it was like, no hours up. Let me figure this out. Let me go read this. Let me, you know, get a sample. Let me make sure that the, you know, that the tangible, that it feels the way it feels. Let me continue to do research and compare because, you know, some ice cream products are wrapped in paper. Some are in, in a film um, and, and so on and so forth. And, and it's constant research, constantly looking at setting the bar. And when I looked at like who I was comparing my company to that I had developed, it wasn't the company in Delaware. It wasn't just the company in the United States. I was looking at, okay, who's the best in Paris? Who's the best in London? Really? Who's the best? You know, and so because my whole thing was – even with my goal now is, is like, even though I know that we have the uniqueness of really connecting to all these pieces and, and, um, Delaware throughout Delaware, uh, I had a global perspective and I, and, 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 and I didn't want to limit, I didn't want to limit, um, my views just on where I'm at. So How do you just Google companies that package popsicles how do you find like i wouldn't even know where to start are, are these like cocktail parties you attend where people have these connections no 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 in it, it, constant research i mean it, it's like anything that we tell our students uh there's no wrong question right gotcha. there's no wrong question so i might ask a question i might um I might go to how did uh, so so like Philadelphia. I'd go into Philly. I knew they had some manufacturing. I'd ask 
okay, you know, this company, you know, if I was looking for this particular packaging, could you do this? And then I'd find out, okay, who could do what? Oh, there's a company out in, say, York, Pennsylvania. Okay, boom, I find the company's name, find out, you know, ask the salesperson, this is what I'm looking for. Uh, my popsicles are such and such size. What kind of packaging would you recommend? What would be the, okay, send me a sample. Boom, I would test it. Okay, how do I sell it? Okay, if I needed uh, imprints on it, hot sell it, you know, how do I do that? And, and so on and so forth. So it was constantly okay. uh, pecking away at different questions and, and so on and so forth. And, and ironically enough, our first farmer's markets were not in Delaware. They were in the outskirts of Delaware. They were in Swarthmore. Okay. Why and, is that? Um, it, I mean, it was, you know, I'm, new, you know, again, I'm a New England guy. I'm new down here. I didn't know about the main line. Okay. <laughs> so how, how did the first farmer's market go for you? Like, did you bring like 50, a hundred, or are they like, 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 in sold your mind, out. Does we it sold look? out for we sold out for weeks. So here, here it is, right? This it is interesting. So I didn't. I'm new to I'm new to the whole Mid Atlantic area, and we move into Northern Delaware. Um, but I was looking at farmers markets, anything within the area. And we did some, but it just so happened Swarthmore started before the farmers markets in Delaware. Okay. I go, I go to I go to the Swarthmore markets not knowing it's ranked number like four in the country for farmers markets. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was a, th it makes sense. I didn't even yeah, know they, that was they a rank, thing. They rank them, they get national rankings, but they oh, have wow. been for like many years, like one of the top ones in the country. Just based and on like uniqueness, small businesses. Uniqueness, it was small businesses. It's the type of town, you know, Swarthmore has probably one of the top educational systems. They I, they pride themselves with more PhD, more trees and PhDs than anybody, you know, that type of, you know, very close-knit community, but very, um, you know, on the outskirts of Pennsylvania. So, they, so, would, on so they would actually know the qualifications for something to be vegan. Where we're just like, oh, it's vegan. It's cool. Oh, what makes it vegan? I'll be like, I got no idea. It just says it's vegan. They'd be informed. And so we're a little ahead of, you know, so we, we, we get there. What a great and, opportunity. Um, great opportunity. We're selling out. We have lines. We have customers that if we, like, when I tell you, like, when we sold out, kids were crying like wait a minute you know and and what's selling and, out like what's the number that you brought do you remember i mean we started off at 200 pops we ended up selling out at 600 pops oh, man. you know um we we got up to a thousand pops talk about the ice cream man that, that... <laughs> and, and, and you're talking at you know and you know we were selling them at three dollars a pop Okay, three dollars a pop. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, and, and this is farmers market prices. And, okay, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, you know, and and obviously, as we started to build a fan base, they started inviting us to other um, markets, and then we started doing more and more markets within Delaware, and then we started doing events down in Sussex, uh, like the Summer Vibe Fest, and um, and other events down here, um, and that was that was that was. You know, everything was like a great experience because we would get the, you know, instant feedback. I could understand because, you know, I, I, you know, you learn which flavor board you wanted to do. And then so ultimately when I um, decided which ones I was bringing to retail, I chose, you know, four basic flavors. 
simply strawberry. Strawberry being that uh, it is Delaware State fruit. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know uh, that. Okay. <laughs> cool lemonade, very basic. Gotcha. Uh, but who doesn't like lemonade? Right. And then you have uh, blueberry lemonade, which, you know, uh, we find that, you know, a lot of people like blueberry. And, and this is all based off feedback. And then we went with the strawberry lemonade, which is the best of both worlds. And of course, we have other flavors that we can always rotate in. But our goal was like, let us define, let us define success for us in some key food landscapes. And we can always roll in other flavors. And one of the things that I, I pride, I, I believe we're probably one of the first companies in Delaware that is actually certified vegan from a national recognized vegan org. So, I mean, we went through the process, did all that to, to have our product certified. Yeah, that I don't, it's hard for me to understand why that matters so much. Not saying that it doesn't matter. I'm just so, like, like the importance of that for you is just the healthy stamp of approval that goes to it? Or is there some sort of market research you did where you were like, if we can get this vegan certification, we're open to 30 more percent customers. Was it something like that? It's something, it, it's a combination, right? People, the buyer is more in tune to what really a clean label. What happens is you also have, you also have predatory products that say natural yeah. or, 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 or vegan friendly or, uh, or, 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 and what happens is, and friendly's real, real small, but vegan's real, real big. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, 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 and so what happens is, is that, uh, so what happens is, is that I'm, I'm just on the move because I gotta find a charger in the house. So what happens is, is that, um, um, you know, we took, um, we took the liberty of really getting the, um, getting our, um, our uh, ingredients verified. And because we did that, we got everything verified, you know, from our sources of ingredients. It gives you the certainty. It's just like almost like a, a, a teacher who who doesn't yet have their certification yet. Right. So it's like it's saying um, it's saying, OK, you might have a few years to get your certification. But after 20 years of not being certified, it's like, uh, why where not? Are we, uh, <laughs> why not? Who's in front of my who's in front of my children? So it's it's a little bit of a quality seal of approval where if you can get that sort of standard met, you just know you're getting a higher grade product, and that was important to you. Exactly from verified sources, from gotcha. verified sources, and, and and something else that's and I think we probably said it on the first call was very unique. So we was so we was also serve safe certified too, and so when I moved here. And we started in 2016. Ironically enough, you know, we had already gotten our serve safe certification. I think in 2017, the state made it mandatory that um, made it mandatory that companies had to be serve safe certified. Like it wasn't a state thing. And where I was coming from, because I was in charge of a vocational school, my sophomores were before they can even go into their culinary courses. Had to be served, safe, certified. So I was already coming from that that viewpoint. So now you think about this: how many people might have been walking around with food poison <laughs> all these years and never do that? Never. I mean, because you know that is 
part of having the confidence that people are doing the right things to clean, you know, and make sure that the hospitality uh, industry uh, is giving you the best quality of foods and, and, and making sure that you're not exposed to anything that can. And, and that stuff is very serious. I mean, there's ice cream companies now. I think there's like over like uh, uh, such and hundred thousands of ice cream being recalled because of listeria. And you just have to be mindful of, of, of that right now because, you know, it's it's how you source your ingredients and, and making sure that and making sure that, um, you know, that uh, you don't contaminate uh, food products. Food and that's process. one of the assurances that I think that we have, too, is that we're prepackaged. So therefore, it minimizes hands touching and things of that uh, nature. OK. When, and now I'm curious too, where are you getting like the strawberries, blueberries from? How challenging is that to find farmers to provide you with um, the, I, I want to say materials, but that sounds stupid, <laughs> with the fruit that you need to make the product? So we use a verified source. So we, we no longer use um, local farmers um, and, and it's no, no um, disconnect with the farmers itself. Uh, but one of the, um, um, uh, what's the gentleman's is name? Is it like a requirement? Uh, it, it, it isn't. No, it, it, it's it's a, um, so the gentleman's, uh, and I'm going to say his name wrong, but I'm going to say Mr. Falls, who is now, I believe, uh, director of all of Sussex uh, um, Economic Council here in Sussex County. Okay. Great, great mentor. Um you know, when I was doing it, he loved it. He loved the whole ethos. He met me in the very beginning. But one of the one of the case studies that he that he gave me as a recommendation was like, listen, you have the ability to connect to many different communities. I like your product. And he said, I know you use a lot of farmers locally at this time. But one of the recommendations that I'm going to I'm going to give you a recommendation is that there was a cold press company in california that had a juice juice of some sort okay. but it it also had a contamination issue somewhere down the road no one could figure out the source of the contamination issue and so what happened was that they discovered um you know eventually that it was the deer that was coming on to the um the the farm ground at uh, early in the morning and i guess when they go to the bathroom and so forth and so forth, something transfers. So what he had recommended was find you a source that already has it pasteurized so that you can provide the healthiest okay. source. And in that way it's already incubated and so on and so forth. So, so what we did was, i.e., you know, like Cisco may offer, which is in Maryland, which would offer, you know, these are verified sources. They've already been, you know, gone pasteurized. Okay. And they, and they have the the vegan certification. So our fruit is is coming from um, a source where um, we know that we're giving our customers the safest um, access. You're trusting the fruit. company to vet it. Exactly. Okay. It's one of the worst things to do. I know it looks. I know it looks. It looks um, nostalgic, but you know, you ever see that picture where somebody goes to a farmer's market, they grab the apple and they just eat it. It's like, uh. women, did you wash the fruit off? <laughs> did you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, it, it looks naturally like, yeah. you know, but you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, That's not it, the proper <laughs> Yeah. If you're picking your own strawberries, you might want to go home and rinse them. You don't want to like, yes. you don't want to open the bag of popcorn 
and eat the popcorn and then pay for it at the checkout line like you do in the supermarket. You, you want to exactly. take it home exactly. and clean it off. Gotcha. Exactly. And and that's important. And, and, and we want to make sure that we, um, you know, create the healthy environment not to take away from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's part of your identity is enjoyment, I don't know if anyone enjoys anything with any sort of food sickness. No. You know, like, I no, mean, that, no. and I can't imagine how quickly, like, my fear would be that spreading that one incident and then all of a sudden it's associated with my brand or my product and now i wouldn't even know how to start trying like chipotle i remember when chipotle i think had salmonella maybe seven eight years ago might have been longer again because i'm old time doesn't matter anymore but I, I know their stock plummeted i know people weren't eating there and now everyone loves it but you're talking yeah. that was like a three-year process ish and i don't think i've ever gone back I mean, oh really? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, right. So that's a that's a great. You know, I might look for other alter like it'd have to be like okay, where are we at? Our, our, this way, this you know the other restaurant at Midway that's closer. I can go to yeah, that. Right? One. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that's I, I couldn't imagine having to worry about just little things like that, like deer a, a deer defecating on a berry leads to some customer getting sick, and now. I'm the person who did that because my name's that's my brand. No, it is very in, 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 in business and anything that we do. I mean, you have to have insurance, you know, you have to go through all those paperwork steps to make sure uh, that you do protect yourself as a business owner. But more importantly, you know, you, you I, and I don't want to say you got to have the cognizance because some, you know, you're always going to be learning throughout this process and the processes, but you know, as you learn and you realize you can do better to serve the community, that's an evolving piece. Yeah. That is, you know, and, and, and not just in the, in the physical uh, piece of the product, like even for us, like, like I, I think I might've mentioned, like, you know, initially, you know, our SRPs um, suggested retail price at farmer's market was typically like $3 a pop, you know, but as we are scaling for, uh, going into these retail um, spaces, you know, we are looking at SRPs that are actually more favorable for our customers to have access because our, our ethos, our, our key was never about just making profit. Our key is our profit is how do we connect to the people? So if we can get to a family that can say, Hey, this is cheaper than a, um, um, a can of soda and healthier, you know, cause I believe a, can of soda in a typical convenience store might be like two fifty now or something. It might even be two ninety nine. I might be. Yeah, I, might I mean, be. well, so if if I'm grabbing my canned Starbucks double shot espresso from Harris Teeter, that thing on sale, I believe, are two for seven. So it's a little over three. And now that Starbucks, you're buying for the brand or whatnot. But yeah, I think a twenty ounce soda is at minimum dollar seventy five. I don't even do they sell twelve ounce can? Like when's the last vending machine you saw? Yeah, you I know, got a fifty I know. cent soda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it in there and it was it was something like that. And so we're looking at a four pack uh or a six pack going for like um probably like four ninety nine. So we're we're pretty much in a good price point where we oh. know that the average family can um can can get get that. And then of course we're doing our partnerships and our outreaches with like Sunday Breakfast Mission. Uh, trying to coordinate some stuff with the Food Bank of Delaware um, as we move forward, because our goal again is how do we give access to fruit? 
Dude, that sounds so cheap. Did you say a four pack for like four ninety nine? Yeah. So we're oh we're my gosh. Yeah. So we're going. We we just need to like I said we're we're and like I said I I, I we're our thing is getting with the right platforms that can that we so we can scale it. Yeah. You so know, that's and, what I was wondering because that's something that's hard to wrap my mind around is it, it is it kind of just a basic business principle where the more you can sell of something the cheaper then you can sell it for but maintain your profits to run the business yeah you can drive you can drive the price down and and still maintain a profit to um to do that and it, and it's and it's you know key is you know looking at the right platforms you know um and so on and having the um the ability to have the marketing around that and 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 so on and so forth but i mean i, I it is that is key that is uh, key business. Yeah, because you get then get to I would imagine buy everything in bulk. Like, how many popsicle sticks do you buy a month? <laughs> I, I know, I know. Well, right now we make like we do buy in bulk, so we're we're making sixty thousand ice pops at a time. Sixty thousand you know? a like in what kind of time frame? Qu- quarterly, quarterly. Okay, man, dude, that is a lot of product. I mean, COVID slowed up some things, but that's how we're you know, moving in that direction. You know, some of it is for events because we've, you know, I've done an event at Sally Mae where we've gone through probably like 4,000 ice pots in one day. Didn't I see on the Instagram something with like the Dolphins? The we just did something. NFL, um, uh, NFL what was that? that? That was um, the event itself is the Dolphins Challenge Cancer event, which was two weeks ago. Um, at Hard Rock Stadium, uh, partnering up with Miami Dolphins and Sodexo is their uh, food service provider and, and so on. So we were fortunate enough to do, be handing out pops at that event um, and had those handed out by the Sodexo team that was down there. And, and that went very well. And, and, you know, again, it's moving into different food landscapes and different events that we know that we share a similar ethos of people trying to uh, have this uh, healthier uh, product. How'd you get that connection? Was Do, do you have like an, it, it sounds stupid, but in my head, I like feel like you have an agent <laughs> that goes out and tries to find opportunities that they feel is a good fit or how, like, how does that happen? How do you hook up with an NFL team's event? I, I mean, we've been fortunate enough. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll reach out, reach out, reach out. I'll find out, you know, uh, you know, I'll give you a typical day that I do um, pretty much every day weekly. So, um, you know, I've reached out to um, there's 70, I believe, 76 historical black colleges and universities. Okay. So what I do is I went, you know, this is me putting in my own grind, find that, you know, look up the school, finding the dining services. Each one is different. It could be Sodexo, Aramark, Mertz, you know, you name it, right? And I'll those, find out who to... Just to pause Mertz. you, because I'm unfamiliar, are those like foods like a Cisco that are providing yeah, them? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Okay. Right? And then I'll find the, the food director. Once I find the food director, I, I find their name, their email, you know, I do all that. I put it onto a, 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 a spreadsheet. So now I have my spreadsheet of, say, 76 schools. Right. 
So Rolodex. what I'll do is <laughs> I'm just I, picturing I, I, like I, old school Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'll do is I'll email, email one week. I'll call the next. Email, email one week. I'll call the next. At first it's zero. Then I'll get two schools. Then I say, please send me some samples. Then I'll get two more schools. I keep doing that. Keep doing that. So <clears throat> in this campaign to 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 bring our company awareness, you know, I'll have fifty, you know, maybe fifteen schools, you know, hopefully, you know, that'll say, okay, we're willing to take on this product, right? If I did, and let's just say on average, they they get five thousand ice pops, right? That's twelve. I only need 12 schools to, 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 to hit your 60,000 quarterly. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So okay. I'm breaking everything down, but I got to put in the work. I got to do the research. I got to do it. And, and now the thing about it is with faith, it, it's faith. <laughs> it, it's hard. And you know, anything that you, you get what you put in. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's the historical black college. Then I could say Massachusetts alone. I haven't even gotten there yet, right? Massachusetts probably has over 200 colleges. So Dude, I've heard Boston. I mean, that's the whole goodwill hunting part, right? Like, I mean, there's whatever, 50 colleges, or I don't even know the number, but it's that's what Boston More. is. It's just colleges. All colleges. I think there's 200 plus colleges. That's so that, that state alone, I could do the same exact practice, mm -hmm. follow the same exact pattern, Right, because again, but hit on less of a wow. percent. Exactly, and if I only get twelve, yeah, you know, or and you can look at it like this way: if I only get six, but I get two repeat orders, yeah, it it just you know, but I mean, you have no limit in terms of the pathways you can go. I haven't even touched summer camps, right? Which I can do the same, you know, and then we're not even talking about public school districts. And, and, you know, again, it, it's, it's what you get in and, and how big can it go? I don't, I can go as big as it, it can go, but at bottom line is, is we can drive the brand with our connection to the community. We can drive the brand with our connection to, and I look at schools because schools are very, you know, the populations, then eventually it's like, okay, we, we loved it in our dining service. Where can you get it? Yeah, so I, I didn't want to seem so capitalistic, but I do remember learning in my community college at Dell Tech in Georgetown business class, um, like why sodas cared so much about branding to young people. Because if you get a customer early and they believe in your product, customers don't change as they get older. The, the loyalty, no. once you establish an identity or a relationship with a product, seems to stick for the most part. Exactly. Like if your first car is a Ford, you're almost a Ford buyer for life. If you enjoyed that Ford, if that Ford brought you back those memories and that nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah, and, so and we have the ability to, our, our only, if we were to do our swath, I, and I would compare it to say Good Pops. Good Pops is out of Austin, Texas, but they're in national retail, you know, and so on and so forth. A little different than what we have. Um, but I mean, their general revenue is probably like thirty million a year. Oh my god! And do you know their price point to make thirty million a year? 
Same as what we just talked about. Uh, what inventory? Good Lord. So, so I mean, and, and like I said, the, our piece of the puzzle is that, you know, there are spaces and places. Obviously, we're very unique. And that's why I love the state of Delaware is that Delaware supports their own. So I, I so no matter how big, you know, if, you know, um, somebody tries to come and says, oh, yeah, we got, you know, we got this new uh, popsicle. Well, Summer Jay was here. Summer Jay's been here. We've been connected to this community and and they love us and we're fortunate enough uh, to really be able to humbly serve it and understand it. And I think that's what makes us very unique. So no matter what retail food landscape that we may go to, we're always going to be on the ground somewhere. Yeah, and that really, it, it it's funny, man, but I think in this culture where brands are almost too large to feel personally connected to, I think people do strive for that story. Like why are microbrews taking off like crazy? Cause they want that original connectiveness. They want to feel like you're supporting a family, not a corporation. Exactly. And, and I think consumers really do care about that. Not, I would and, hope not just in Delaware, but I would hope around the And that's everywhere. That's throughout everywhere. But, but I think particularly we see it, you know, we see it here with, with the little breweries that are popping up yeah. within different communities and those communities are supporting it, and I, and our principle is similar to the to, to the um, to the br- small breweries. Is that you know what we are part of the community? Yeah, man. Like I'm that same person you're gonna see at the soccer field with my son. I'm the same person you're gonna see dropping my daughter off at yoga camp, and right. and so and you know part of the fabric of the community. Here's here's the job I want for this summer because I'm a teacher. All right, here's the job. Tell me what you think of this job. It just hit me. I want to be on a bicycle, a three-wheel bicycle, and I just want to go up and down the Lewis Georgetown Trail selling your ice pops. We, we can slang can we we can it happen? and bag it. I, <laughs> I, dude, I want to have some music going. I just want to have a good time. All these people walking. Like, I, I might run into Biden. I might sell 50 pops to the Secret Service. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And, and and I'll tell you what, it, it starts like that. And, 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 yeah. and it's really, and that's our uniqueness is really aligning with passion and, and platforms like yourself, you know, and, and, you know, you know, so I'll get people to stop me and say, what is your Jeep all about? And then that will lead to a conversation. Yeah, and, and we didn't want to make it so obvious. I actually, that is the, probably the best marketing. Like it, you know, is like, what is yeah, well, dude, I, I told you the first time, I thought you, honestly, when you got out of the Jeep, I I thought you were like an old ex, like, skimboarder who's just trying <laughs> to get Instagram followers, right? And, like, monetize it for some reason. I'm like, I'd seen it twice on a couple of the back roads um, near Long Neck, and I was like, man, what? And when I finally bumped into you, I like I was like, all right, man, I, I got to shoot my shot. Let me see if I can talk to find <laughs> out because that's the whole reason I messaged. I had no idea when I messaged you. I had to Google, you know, the Summer J thing. And I'm like, holy shit, it's popsicles. So it's not pops like old man pops. It's yeah, 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 pops. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, it, it, but it works, dude, because it's catchy. And even the contrasting colors, you know, you got the dark, dark gray Jeep. I, I don't know if it's charcoal would be the right color. 
But then the contract. Yeah, like a Matita, yeah, worn out. The, yeah, the, we call it the sea salt. The yeah. sea salt. Yeah, look. right? Yeah. yeah, dude. And the little skim on top. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's kind of cool. I mean, it really is. No, right? thank you. I appreciate that. And, and like I said, I mean, we've had, you know, I, I got, you know, neighbors that are state troopers. And when we first moved here and they, they was like, listen, you know, I got it. I just had to ring your doorbell and ask you. Can you please tell me what's going? That is the coolest truck I've ever seen. Can you tell me, you know, and 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 so on and so forth. But more importantly, you know, it, it's part of the energy because as a family, we like the beach. Yeah. We like that energy, so it captured it, the whole essence of it. No doubt, dude. We got to get. Actually, you know what? I just changed my mind. I want to go to the golf course. I'm just gonna go rogue on golf courses and maybe hit the, some driving ranges up. And try to sell some popsicles. That might be my excuse to just get out. We gotta have to. We gotta have to put that together because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we've already reached out to Troon. So we told Troon we're coming. So Troon is the management, like Aramark, that covers a lot of the golf courses. Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, so why have- not? Like, why not? Instead of getting like a Miller Light, why? Why wouldn't somebody maybe want to get a popsicle if somebody in front of you is playing a little slower? And you just want some like fresh fruit, you get a little bit of energy burst to you. Maybe you want to take a round off from having a beer so that you're not like, you know, so you can still putt well and grab a (laughs) pot, like throw that on the cart. Why not? No, I'm going to have to get out, get you out on the uh, golf course. We usually go to, uh, what's the one that, Beer Trap, Beer Trap in Bethany. Okay. It's so forth and and, and whatnot. So uh, that's where my kids take the lessons. So we, we definitely. But um, no, 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 definitely. Without, and a matter of fact, I'm going to definitely reach back out to you because uh, the uh, board that I sit on is um, um, called First Tee Golfing. Okay. And um, and it's a program that offers golf. It's new to Sussex. It's not new to Delaware, but it's pretty much new to Sussex. Is that uh, it offers golf. Uh, for for um, those that may not necessarily have the access to it, oh and yeah, it's very very inexpensive. They provide golf clubs and in lessons for five weeks for ninety dollars. Okay, so I they're going to be doing other workshops, particularly with with girls and and, and 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 you know other other kids, so and so on and so forth. But um, I'm going to definitely make sure you have that information too, because, yeah, because you know even in the, in the school. It's important if kids want to learn something that's safe, that's fun, that they can do from eight to eighty. Uh, yeah. You know that that'd be great. And just get yeah. you it, again. It's just another opportunity and skill to open your awareness to possibilities that you don't know exist because you've never been there. Exactly. I, dude, yeah. I, I remember I took um, a couple of my, couple of the boys who lived in West Rehoboth. Um, I got up with the University of Delaware, and they had this great program where you got to go up and practice on their floor. And then watch a game afterwards. You go to the tunnel as a middle school team. So we got to play. We had an inner squad scrimmage at the University of Delaware on their basketball court where the state championships are played for high school, but then UAD plays. Got to have a coach come in and talk to the boys about, hey, this is how coaches speak to you in college. This is what we focus on. They got to watch the game. They got to watch the players warm up. So I had three of the West Rehoboth boys with me. We're going up and we're talking to them. And my my man Bud, God, I love Bud. I miss Bud. He's in ninth grade now, so I don't get to see him. I miss Bud. Oh. Bud's like, Coach, you mean Delaware go above Dover? And I'm like, Yes, Jeremiah. Like, dude, we're going to a college. He's like, What a college look like? And you're like, It's a bunch of buildings, you know, like it's more like a city. He's like, I never been like that. I'm like, Bud, you ain't never been to Salisbury? He's like, No, nah, yeah. man. I kind of just hang out around town. 
and like exposing him to that. We got to talking about ROTC and the military. He was like, oh my God, you can do that stuff in college? And like dudes, dudes and freak athlete, hand-eye coordination like crazy. And you're like, dude, you could probably bring up, you could probably grab a driver and hit it straighter and further than me, not knowing anything. And imagine if he found that success and now he's like, wait, that's a pathway for me? I can I can do something and be successful and meet people and share ideas and kind of walk around and think and have some space like that. That, that kind of stuff is super can be super empowering to kids. And you have to expose them. I mean, yeah. I, and that's how I, that's why like I wasn't an avid golf player, so I expose my kids to make sure that they have things. I'm not a. I hear something else that makes you laugh. I, I don't even. I don't even really fish. Right, but my yeah, son likes to pitch. Right, I didn't know that you could uh, <laughs> make a career out of catching bass. But I mean, yeah. but but you know what? I give him a pole. I give him his, you know, access to it. He learns, and he's been around some people who, you know, are very good at you know at hunting or fishing, and 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 he's learning a skill set. But it's something like you said; it can take you. It can open up pathways, dude. You never uh, know. So, it. You never know. I mean, think about if you went to an interview and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm super curious about your persistence with the cold emails and just trying to connect with people on any level to get your foot in. I always think experience allows you to connect. So if I can read some sort of body language in you where I'm like, oh, you used to play ball or, oh, man, you must be a golfer or you must read a lot. Hey, you must draw, right? Like you notice these little things that catches someone's attention and that's your in, that's your opportunity. And that's how I see it. And I'm curious about when you email like these cold emails, do you have particular strategies? Do you use like templates? Do you try to personalize? What's your strategy? That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, you know, number one, you know, you, your verbiage isn't gonna be too long, but straight to the point who you are, you get your introduction. And obviously, you know, you, you, you try to, make use of time so if you're doing multiple things you know it, it's almost like a cut and paste cut and paste once you know your script right so yeah, you yeah. keep your script for the week so then you know you, you got your routine but i think it's almost like an athlete right mm -hmm. it's like like I, I i grew up swimming sports so i knew what kind of commitment so if that means i gotta wake up at five in the morning do my stretch make sure i eat my breakfast so i can work out by six then, you know, even if it's just the, the running routine or going to go take some shots or whatever, I got to be that disciplined, that focused and, 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 um, you know, be prepared. So I might wake up early and I'm sending emails off by seven. So before even eight o'clock, I've already hit my, yeah. hit my, my quota. So now if I, if I, you know, it gives me, um, you know, room to, to do the follow-up or, or, uh, do some phone calls or even look at who do I, even, and as you know, which direction you want to go, then you start to key in on relationships that may have relationships within there. So now, you know, if I know I have a certain university, you know, I might know someone who is connected to the board or someone who's connected to the president's office or someone who's connected to somebody, just a, a, a professor. Just and advocate. Say, okay, exactly and and but if you have the direction then you know what to look for and that's always key um aramark you know i, I may ask somebody okay who's connected in, in 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 the upper echelons um of 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 uh aramark 
or who's in this department. And, um, you know, you get on their radar and, 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 and so on. And it may not even happen this year. And I'll share this with you. And I, and I haven't really said anything publicly because I'm, I'm still, you know, like we just did the, what was it? I think it was, it was the Healthy Kids YMCA event. Okay. A very small event. And um, a woman approached us very nice and was like, listen, um, um, what did she say? She said, I've been following you afar on social media. Um, my sister had your ice pops last year. They were very delicious. And her son happened to be eating the ice pops. And she was like, I'm looking at it. And, and basically, she basically introduced herself and said, I work for a very big company that's in the Midwest. And some of our clients are Unilever, you know, Target, you know, et cetera, that have paid their company like $40 million just to market. Basically, what she said was, you have a, you, I love your company. I love what it stands for. Um, our company is really trying to help minority businesses, specifically black businesses, um, get into food landscapes get into areas where they should be able to get into and she was like listen i'm gonna be honest for any small business it's it's a challenge it's not your you know it's not who you you know it's not anything on purpose but you have to learn there's a different code to get into different arenas you gotta learn you know you gotta learn how to um have your business translate to have the opportunities in certain, uh, like Walmart or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that just but seems. It, I, I'm I'm sorry, man. I I really don't mean to be rude at all, cutting you off. But no. when, when you mention again, you just that it takes me back to when you were like, yeah, we got opportunity to be in Royal Farms. My mind was blown by Royal Farms being like, yes, I can't imagine the paperwork and hierarchy to get through the decision makers at something like Walmart. Where they're exactly. like, we'll sign off on that. Hey, we're going to put it in 10,000 stores. Like, I, I, yeah, I, talking about code, I'm just like, I, no, no, I, I'd be it's overwhelmed. So, it's, I, 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 it's, but but this, is the, this is the, I would say that the humility and the humbleness is this. I'm at a small event, probably 100 people there, right? And I'm doing what I love to do best, right? And that's me serving, making sure that people are happy and enjoying seeing smiles. I love it. And, and so I did not know that this introduction, I did not know who I was going to meet. Right. But, you know, and I'm a believer. So, you know, by the power of God, you know, I, I I was able to meet this person who uh, not only enjoyed the product, but wanted to really use her platform like you're using your platform to a share, you know, what this product was about and, and so on and so forth. And and whether or not it, it, it matriculates or anything, I'm just humbled by the fact that, you know, we was approached in that and with that energy. Dude, and. and and to me, that means that we're in the right direction. 100%. And even worst case, you're now going through the mental process of establishing that kind of relationship and growth 
target. So it's not even wasted time because if you can figure out, oh, here would be my steps to get to something like Walmart distribution, then not to belittle rural farms or anything, but Wawa, which is more like regional. I don't believe Wawa is nationwide. Wawa, it'd be easier to wrap your mind around and then apply those same strategies. You know, so exactly. just, just getting there, um, to me mentally, would be a huge, uh, exactly. just, just a great thought process. Exactly. So, you know, we're carrying that energy into 2021, where, honestly, our challenge is to challenge ourselves to say, where are we, where are we going next? Where are we going next? And, and, and little by little, we're going to get there. You know, and, and, and like I said, it started here in Delaware, and that is what makes it so unique. Uh, being that we were the fir- in the first state, we're the first artisan ice pop company that was ever established, and we have a chance to not just make history, but be a part of history of really building healthy communities. And that's our goal, you know, um, and, and that's the unique. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share you know, with your platform, because you're just one more voice that uh, gets an opportunity to learn what we're really about. Yeah. And man, I, I do, I, I do appreciate the time and it has been kind of neat. I was even able to speak to, um, I think it might've been 10 total candidates running for office during the election season. Like Julianne Murray, who was running for governor came on. It was super Republican because I don't know if the Democrats needed to reach out to as many people as the Republicans did because they were behind. But it was really neat to feel the support of people from Delaware being like, oh, you're the first person who's doing a podcast in Delaware just talking to people. Yeah, I'll give you time. Let me support you. And you're absolutely right with that. It seems like people in Delaware, if you have a vision and you're willing to put in the work, like they want to be like, man, yeah, I got you. I'll help you out. Let's try to make this work together. Exactly. It's it's and, and that's what it is about. And, 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 you know, and that's what I love about my product and I love about your platform. It's like, it's not party affiliated. It's not yeah, about not you know, that. It's just about it's just people. connecting the people, people. And, and, and let us be a bridge builder. Yeah, no, dude, it was, um, I, I was upset. I actually had a couple, um, independent party people come on. I got one Democrat, Jessica Scarane, who, um, I was like, I've I've really liked her, man. She was um, super articulate. I wish I'd had more time with her, but it's not, it's not party affiliated. It's more about the listening. And like what you're saying is that smile and just validating someone and giving them an experience. um, It's, it's fun. It's fun to connect with people. Exactly. I'd like to know because it's as a white male, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the importance of, black owned business, being an African-American entrepreneur. I've had um, a couple different guys, actually a former student, Shaiwan Sykes, um, had come on the pod. He had heard another guy, Jawan, who was on a different path. Jawan's very student oriented. He's a counselor. He's working in Dover. He's youth focused. Shaiwan, I coached him when I was at Woodbridge in eighth grade. Um, He went to Sussex Tech. I went to Cape. He got on and he was... I taught him in fifth and sixth grade and he hit me with something that I thought was super interesting. He was like, coach, how much did you spend to become a teacher? And I was like, "Uh, I, whatever, national guard, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, probably total 80 grand is what it would cost. He was like, and how long that could take you coach? I was like four years for a bachelor's. And how much you make a year after that? I was like, maybe you come out making 40 grand. He was like, 
I took a six-week trucking course and I can make 70 grand a year. And I'm fitting to start my own business. And I'm because of this podcast, I got to connect with him as a 23-year-old. I believe he owns several trucks now, and he's starting his own trucking company. And it's oh, huge. Dude, it's huge for him. And he's so proud of himself coming where he came from. And I, I just want interested in how important, because you're reaching out to HBCUs, how important is it to be an African-American entrepreneur? And like, is it, I, I'm like, not, responsibility is the wrong word. But like, do, do you feel the need to be some sort of an example? Is that a stupid question? I'm sorry. I don't mean to make it no, stupid. No, no, no. I think that's a great question. I, I, that's a that's a that's an excellent question, and I'm and I'm, and, and I'm glad, happy to answer that. And it's absolutely, you know, you, I think my my me being a entrepreneur, a social entrepreneur, um, I'm on a very unique platform where it is important, and it's almost like being a um, a black educator in, in, in front of students, right? You, it's you, rare. You're showing, symbolizing, you, you're rare, right? So, so, and for me, you know, you got to say, I walked, you know, my story is very, very interesting. I walked away from making significant money in the six figures for many years. I walked away. There were probably some people that was like, wait a minute, why, you know, you sure you want to do this? And, 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 and so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, this is a passion. And, and, and I think I said this on the first segment was, uh, you get in what you put in, and, and if you believe in something, you got to give it a hundred and ten percent. And so, you know, I couldn't go halfway and manage it, and so I had to leap on faith. And um, you know, it's been five years, um, and and we've hit some unique milestones. Um, but I think that uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, I also symbolize for. Um, and I get people that come in, you know, that come to me in different markets, different events was like, wait, you really created this. Like, I like the packaging, like you did this. And, and when they see that this is something that is, uh, not just, um, a, a good product, this is a great product that, um, that from top to bottom, um, to the professionalism that you would get in any, uh, retail space. Um, I think it gives an inspiration that if they are seeding or have seeded some type of goal, that if they put in the work, that they too uh, may be able to to do such. Uh, what makes it very unique, and, and, and it doesn't come without challenges, is that um, I'm in a very unique uh, uh, entrepreneurial space. Like you know, you know, no one would it, it would have expected. You know, I think I, I definitely maybe one of the few. Um, black males that are in this type of food space that is healthy oriented at that dude i know it's not the the standard standard stereotypical i'm i I did not expect a black dude to get out of the jeep when i pulled up behind you in the parking lot like number one (laughs) and then you hear popsicles and you're so right and i think we might have i can't remember if we were recording when i had said it but i i think we might have been the diet habits of kids who grow up as athletes and then turn into men who are sedentary and maintain those diet ath- dietary habits, so unhealthy. And that's why diabetes is huge in the African-American community. And exactly. you go to these 5Ks, so I'm a decently avid runner. I go to, you know, Sussex County's all about the 5K. Like it, yep, it's yep. a weekend party. You don't get to see many African-Americans in there like you do white people just going out to jog and trying to have that, 
hey, this is our family. This is what we do. We wake up at an early hour and we go jog. And that's just part of our lifestyle. So I, I can't imagine how unique it would be to try to market fruit pops <laughs> as as a black male. Like you don't you wouldn't think that you really wouldn't. And, and so those are the challenges that I that I I've, I've you know face and continue to face. But I think that you know I, I have to say that you know we have some stakeholders within the state that are like listen, this company you know needs an opportunity to be here, and I think that. Um, you know, we're not just aiming at the ceiling. We're trying to break the ceiling. And, you know, once we um, make that glass shatter, um, um, I think more amazing things are, are upon us. Um, and, and again, there's so much. I, I'm, I'm giving you the snapshot. There are so many different unique ways that we are going to uh, partner with our communities in Delaware. Um and, and, and like I said, one of the, and I'll share this. So one of the things that we did start out of COVID was we did, we haven't announced it publicly uh, yet. So I'm, get, I'm just giving you the, 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 the exclusive is oh, that uh, we did create um, uh, the Summer J Pops uh, Foundation. Um, and so the board members that are part of the nonprofit that we have um put together as our focus is on uh, putting fruit first is really uh, just focusing on uh, the food pantries, the food banks um, and five star um, daycares uh, where we know that there's an underserved population that's not getting access to fruit. Um, and so we are uh, specifically uh, aligning our product uh, to take care of those needs and other um, outreach um uh, programs. I've already been partnering up with uh, the Sunday Breakfast Mission, which is in Wilmington, which deals with the, um, in the summertime, they usually have a um, basketball camp that deals with the uh, transitional youth who are uh, homeless families. And we wow. always sponsor that. Um, but again, you know, our passion is truly, um, you know, how do we, how do we put the healthiest thing and, and those that need, um, that need it the most um, and, and it shouldn't be exclusive. Yeah. So although it may seem like it's gourmet, no, this is, this is, this is, this is what we are. We are, we are the most, I think one of the most inclusive products, um, in companies, uh, that are going to, um, that's going to be our, uh, roll of the sleeve, um, legacy. Yeah, do And, uh, I'm gonna go back to that price point. When you had initially said $3 at the farmer's market, I thought the retail, was going to be higher. I had no idea that the retail was going to drop that low to make it that available to the consumer. That's beyond reasonable to me. I think like if I go grab a Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia pop walking out, I think that's 249 for the single. Yes. You know? Easily. Yeah, right? And I mean like that so to get something that's good for you and gives you that same sort of satisfaction that is um it, it it's it's a great idea. It just really is, man. I'm so glad I um I bumped I I had the courage to cold email you. That's actually no, no, and, and that's and listen, we captured the moment. We captured the yeah. moment, so that's how I look at it as. Right. Well, Keon, let me get you out of here on this, and I you don't have to rush. I know you're hungry, um, because <laughs> you've been <laughs> waiting on dinner, probably <laughs> smelling it like crazy. But I end my podcasts with this segment and I ask guests to tell some sort of story. Okay. So it's the getting to know you pod. 
And I end it with, can I get your best first for last? We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. I love when people overthink it, by the way. And I make them feel <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I, I got so many stories. You know, I, I meet people all the time. So I'm trying to figure out the uh, the, the right story. You know? okay. Yeah, I bet. And dude, that that's part of... And I can uh, fill a little bit of space to give you time to think. But I always get super interested how people interpret it and where they want to go with it. Like there is, it's one of those, there is no right answers. It honestly just started with me having capitalistic dreams of if I can create a segment, I might be able to get a sponsor. And if I can get a sponsor, I can monetize a little bit of my time, buy some more stocks, things like that. Um, hey, it's coming. It's coming. All right. It's I, I hope so. I try to grind like it is. But I always <laughs> think when you meet somebody for the first time, like you always get a lot of their first experiences. You always get to hear stories about the first time people went through something. So that's kind of what I like to end the pod with is just a cool first time you went through or a cool first experience you had um, that you'd be willing to share. That would be the last thing people listening would get to know about you. I'll give you two, two quick ones. Nice. Um, um, we had did an event um, at, at the Christiana Mall uh, for William Sonoma. Um, and we had did a Mother's Day event. We were giving out free ice pops, you know, on Williams Sonoma, and, and as uh, people came into the store, and I remember uh, this one little girl, and she sat down. She said, "I cannot." She said, "Mom, I cannot wait to be a mom." She was like, "What are you talking about?" She said, "Because I want my free ice pop." <laughs> and that that that, uh, and when I heard that, that's that part of like. And this is, you know, years ago. And then um, <laughs> and if you follow us on Instagram, this is my principal days, me being a high school principal, because I, I used to always do positive messages when we do morning announcements and so on and so forth to make sure the day starts all right. So part of how my business is, is on Mondays, I do a Monday motivation, okay. you know, and include a marketing of my um, product. But you know, as your listeners and just as you get to know, I'm one of those people where, you know, I, I have a saying like another day is in paradise because I never, you know, I never let a rainy day cloud me because I always see the sunshine. So I'm always positive. But um, we have one of the neighbor kids that, that reached out and, and my wife is friends with, with the mom. And and, and I, I believe I'm going to read it right there because I know my can you can you hear me? Tell oh, yeah. me you still hear me. Yeah, man. Okay. Audio is great. Okay, Dude, I love so, that saying. I never I never let a rainy day cloud my what was the sunshine. Cloud the sunshine. Cloud the, the sunshine. Dude, that is such a good saying, man. That that just shifts your whole mentality right there. And um so my wife sent me a text and I believe I'm gonna I'm pull it up right now. Because it, it, it definitely uh, made my day. It said, um, I believe her teacher asked her to be positive. Like, can you think of something? Can you think of someone who would you, who would you like to be and why? And I believe she said, I want to be like Mr. Keon because he is always positive 
and always inspire those. Now, this is just, I never, you know, and you never know who's listening, but That's true. when younger students always hear you as positive, you don't understand how, how influence. And I'm always one to give energy. And, and, and I, and I think our family is, is, is just kind of like that. And, and we try to instill that in our kids is that, you know, you're always going to have challenges. You're always going to have days that are going to be more difficult than others, but the, look for the blessings. And when you see a problem, don't just point out the problem. Think about how you can be part of the solution. No doubt. And that and it's those simple mantras like that, you know, and, um, and, and that's in our company, that's in who we are as people. And, and I'm just fortunate to, to, um, you know, be able to, um, inspire others just to be the best person of themselves. I do. I, I love it. And when you were talking in my head, I, I started thinking like success isn't easy, but it can be simple. And sometimes you can overcomplicate things and something as simple as I'm going to make sure I wake up early to cold email different people because my business matters to me. And, exactly. I'm, and I'm not going to quit after a week of no replies. I'm just going to double down and I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to have that fortitude. And like exactly. that, that basic grind mentality, um, uh, as a father, uh, speaking earlier, we probably, I don't know, I think that's part of what we did, we, not wasted, but for a half hour, just talking about kids and mentalities. That's the one of the most important things is that grind mentality I want to pass on to my daughter. It's like, girl, you can grind. Like it, 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 and that's why I try to do the same. Yeah, I it's achievable. It's not a complicated issue to be successful. If you're a grinder, more than likely, you're going to be successful. You're going to outwork. You're yeah. going to outwork. You know, whatever the, you know, and, and once you realize that your competition isn't nobody else, your competition yourself. So if you don't let yourself, you know, like this is, and I had some great mentors, you know, that I knew. So I knew what work was about. I, I've seen what work is. And, um, and that's why it makes it, you know, this is, okay, guess what? I might not get a call back for a month, but guess what? Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Because a lot of times it's not even you; it's that they're dealing with whatever yeah. they're dealing with, and then they finally, you know, oh yeah, you know what? He's been persistent. Yeah, go with yeah. professionalism. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Instead of like, man, what the fuck you at? kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, why yeah, am yeah, I so do you know what? And then you're like, all right, yeah, yeah. way to ruin it. Now, I think that's a great message, um, especially, and I don't know how many kids listen to podcasts. I don't know if I'd listen to podcasts if I was a kid. But if any parents <laughs> listen and then want to give that message to their kids, it's don't take rejection personal and be respond the right way. Yeah, exactly. A response can exactly. be everything. Just respond the right way. Man, Keon, I'm so glad I um, bumped into you, saw the Jeep. Um, so glad you took the time to come on, man. And it's I'm so glad I know about your business now. I'm excited. I'm excited to get one of these popsicles, man. I'm excited. And, and, to and I, I was going to say, you know you got some pops coming. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to coordinate that. And then you're going to have to give the listeners your feedback. Yeah. Because well, we're not just talking about we number one. We are, we, we're the best of the best. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Especially if they're going to eighth grade um, at my school. So I'll definitely be, I might have to take two. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. All right, Keon, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for letting everybody get to know you, man. I really appreciate it. And um, keep grinding, dude. Nothing but the best thank to you. Appreciate that, Sean. Thank you for having me. Look yeah, forward man. to making it pop. Thank you. <laughs>
Thanks to Keon for coming on the Getting to Know You Pod and giving up so much of his so limited time. Be on the lookout for his Summer J Pops, and if you don't see them in stock, ask for them. Support local businesses. Thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You Pod. Speaking of support, search up Andre Psyche. That's A-N-D-R-E-Y. P-S-Y-C-H-E on social media. Give him a follow just for the fuck of it. And if you haven't already, friend and follow the Getting to Know You Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The word of the pod. Word of the pod is gluten-free or certified vegan. Your call, dear listener. And I know I, four words, two words. Can we put a hyphen in it? Gluten-free or certified vegan is the word of the pod. Post that word on any of our social media or tag the Getting to Know You Pod when you use it on yours. Get a shout out on our very next podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You Pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. You can also go to our Patreon to support the Getting to Know You Pod for as little as $2 a month if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests and would like to help me monetize my small business. And finally, you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You Pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. If you're interested, just message us. And we're out.